Hello, hello, Jimmy. How you doing? And welcome to this week's uh, this uh, this podcast called First Team Manager. This is the second episode, and I'd like to start off by wishing you and your family all the best for the new year, and hopefully you'll all stay healthy in twenty twenty one, and uh, hopefully things will stay a bit clearer uh, and uh, improve for uh, sport and indeed um, you know people in all situations as well in twenty twenty one. So. Um, I suppose we start off by uh, having a look back at your year that it, that was 2020. Yeah, hi Aidan, thanks for having me on board again. Um, it's an absolute pleasure as always, and um, yeah, it's been a it's been a tough year um, to say the least um, in regards to obviously the whole football environment of, and, and obviously obviously the world at the moment with uh, with this horrible virus that's going around, sort of creating a, a bit of a havoc around everywhere. So. Um, yeah, in regards to football, for me, obviously it's been a, it's been a, a sort of a joyful year, really. Um, we've managed to, or I've managed to do quite a few things that I've set out to achieve this year. Um, primarily, I was going to have a little bit more of a break this year um, after sort of, you know, working quite hard previous seasons in in other clubs and stuff. So this year was going to be a, a little bit more of a quieter one. But I managed to um, go on board to a, a, a team in grassroots level who were starting out. Um, needed some guidance, needed some knowledge, um, you know, in regards to, to helping them set up a, a brand new team. So yeah, it's um, that was that was good fun. Obviously, they, it was always the the ambition to not be there for too long to help, to help them start, and then obviously to to look forward to uh, 2021, um, where obviously a, a new manager role hopefully will come into play for me and, uh, and my backroom team. That's it, and uh, you know, it was a very, as you just said there, it was a very exciting team. It was a very exciting year for you, and uh, it was very interesting, I suppose, working with that team as well and getting to know new players, and uh, you know, I suppose learning lear- learning about the players and uh, their strengths and weaknesses, and how you can improve their weaknesses and things like that. And I think, you know, that that w- once you know those, then you can work on improving the players and uh, you know developing the players as well, which is always the satisfaction which is always the side that gives you the most satisfaction as a coach yeah absolutely you know obviously there's you know the, I've, I've worked with a, a lot of a lot of coaches a lot of mentors that have helped me get up and obviously into the bad levels um you know and there's every coach is different um every manager is different and obviously that's what makes the, the world of football such a great place is everyone's got their own ideas i mean i suppose from from my perspective you know when we go into into clubs really obviously we're, we're not nine times out of ten we're, we're taking over a team that have you know not been doing so well um due to the fact of obviously new management and, uh, and a new structure so for us and for my back team it's always it's always good to to get into uh, into the people into players heads and understand you know their strengths their weaknesses understand what they want to do how they want to do things uh, and to sort of bring them into line in regards to how we want to do stuff as, as a management team and, and get them on board um, and once you know, once that's there, you know, the, the, the sort of limits are really kind of endless, really, in regards to what you can achieve. Um, and I suppose, you know, from my perspective, very much a people person. I like to to have these one on ones. I like to have group conversations. I like the players to to have a good feel, to you know, to feel comfortable around uh, myself, obviously around the coaching team. And and I feel with when you've got that comfortableness in, in regards to them then obviously that's when you start to, to reap the rewards and see the, the true potentials of, of all your players really and uh, I suppose really with, the, with with regards to the players as well you, you, you've adopted the policy of an open door policy where you know that the players can always feel that they can approach you if they have any questions or 
if they're wondering, well, why aren't they picked or why were they left out of the team or not even made, made the bench for whatever reason, you know, that, you know, they know they can go to you and ask questions and not be shouted at that you, you'll, you'll sit them down and you'll explain it so that they'll understand. And I think, uh, you know, players understand, players appreciate that when you, when you put them aside and it's one-to-one and, you know, you explain it in a way that they understand the reasons behind why you're dropping, because I suppose, other other managers would drop a player and they just say, Yeah, you're dropped for this week and they wouldn't give an explanation. But like like you'd say there, like if if they have to if you have to drop a player for one reason or another, you know, I, I think they do appreciate that you sit them down and when you explain to them and help them to understand why, um, then I suppose really they, they can go back on the on the training field and improve on those aspects uh, so that they're in contention for the next day. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, training, training is, a, is a big one for me as, as a manager, a coach. You know, that that's where we, we look at everything we're trying to implement, you know, trying to see if they understand the instructions. And you know, every, every player is different, you know. Every player wants to, to to shine when new management come in and that sort of thing. And even, you know, through the seasons in regards to, you know, academy levels and, and the sort of the youth coming through and, you know, points to prove really. And, um, you know, being a being a player and being in that, that sort of... Um, that, that, kind of status of an academy player and then obviously wanting to make my way up you know it's it's a hard challenge and you know for me you know I've seen I've worked under many managers that you know didn't necessarily feel uh, too much love from them at times and you know for that for me I didn't really let that dwell on me too much I kind of you know really pushed and sort of got my got my face in, in front of theirs if you like and showcase what I could do but it's um especially you know I mean I suppose my my uh, footballing career what you know came to a bit of a bit of an end with uh, having the injuries as I said to you before so it's um it's just made me realize um certain things that I want to do it's made me probably even more hungrier um for success as a, as a manager coach and, and that's why you know for me it's important that you know you have that relationship with the players and you know and unfortunately you know you're not always going to keep everyone happy um of course you're not it's, it's that's that's football um and I'll say when you when you're doing things in training you know, you expect them to be working hard. And if they work hard, you know, they, they've got a, a real good potential of, of being in the starting 11, if not in the squad. So That's it. And of course, it's, uh, it's, great, to, it's great to see that side of us. But uh, I suppose, you, you know, once you're... Uh, the, the, the key thing with you is, and I find it from what I do as a sports therapist, is the fact that I've played, and the same with you, I'm sure you find it in management, is the fact that I've played... Um, I understand you understand from your playing days that how a player thinks and how a player feels in a lot of different scenarios from injuries to being dropped to maybe training not going well for whatever reason uh, they can't get fit um, we said things going on in their personal life these are all things that can affect performance both in training and in matches and I, I suppose that that's where it comes in as a manager the fact that that you've played the sport, the sports yourself. It means you, you understand the player's side of the, the uh, you know, what the player is going through and how the player feels. And, you know, that helps um, because you understand that it helps you associate better with the player and be able to, you're in a better place to be able to explain a situation because you've been through it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And and I suppose, you know, that that's one of the, you know the, the, the good things in in football is obviously most most managers, you know, or some managers will come through from the playing routes and and understand how certain things go through. You know, obviously for me, 
you know, going through quite a horrendous injury and, and you know, trying to work hard in behind the scenes, trying to get back into into that first team and stuff. You know, I suppose, you know, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate that I, I have a, a very good coaching team, um, a backroom team that, that supports me, um, that we work with each other for, for quite some time in, in clubs as well. And you know, there's many, many, many guys that, that help me out um, in the day, day basis of, of, of what we're trying to achieve at a, at a club, you know, and they'll always stick by me and I stick by them. Um, you know, and there is some, some great people there. And that, and that, that helps me massively. You know, in regards to when we're trying to, you know, sort of set out and achieve certain things, it's um, the coaching team. And, you know, at times, I suppose the, the manager's the one that gets the praise and, and also gets the uh, the fans at them if, if things aren't going quite right. But, um, you know, ultimately, um, a lot of the hard work, you know, is done done by the coaching team, which is uh, which is uh, a real credit to them, really. And the, the, I suppose, really, with every, with every club you've been, you learn something different, both about yourself and about each team and, you know, each, whenever you go from one club to another, which it happens in football, managers, players, physios, all aspects, anyone that's involved in a backroom team, you know, when you move from one team to another or one club to another, you know, you're always learning about different types of people and how things work. So when you go from one team to another, you always learn something different. And what you learn from one club, you can actually bring that into the next club when you join them and you'll be able to, it's every bit of knowledge you get, you, you know, it's building up your portfolio as well and building up your experience. And that's, that goes for any manager, whether it's your, your first day as a coach or a manager, right up to someone that's maybe as experienced as Roy Hodgson or, you know, Sam Allardyce, you know, th- those type of managers that even there with all the experience that they have over the years, even they, they even they haven't stopped learning, and I think that's the wonderful thing about football and any sport. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, from my perspective, you know, it's um, you know, player-wise, you get to a certain age, and and you have to sort of uh, you know hang up the boots as a, as a manager, coach. You know, you can be heavily involved. You know, and you, you mentioned about Roy Hodgson there. He's obviously you know what a fantastic achievement that that guy's doing, and. Um, you know that that for me is you know I want to I want to get bigger and better every single day. You know um, I'm I'm a hungry individual and and I say alongside the, the the coaching guys that I've got in place that you know we're all hungry for success and and I suppose that's why you know I mean we we spend many many times on the phone um, going into sort of early hours of the morning etc like that you know working out the fundamentals of how we're going to do how we game plans you know tactics and everything like that which is um, you know it's that's just in our DNA. That's where we want to be. Um, so hopefully, uh, as some, uh, hopefully in the 2021, that we can uh, get a little bit more involved in a in a team and start showcasing what what we can produce really. And go, going on to the the team, the the, the other coaches that uh, that work with you as well. Um, you've been saying like that they've they've worked with you for the last number of years since since you've become a coach, and that's kind of that's very good for building familiarity because I suppose you know what each other is thinking, but. Um, I suppose that goes along with that as well is the fact that you know it things aren't always ro- they're not always rosy in the garden like there will be kind of disagreements but you know if you make a decision or you say well this is the way we should play and once you explain yourself I think the the, the other coaches kind of see where you're come from but uh, I suppose that's the that's the thing when you're working with other coaches you, you see each other's point of view and you you know you you might think of something that another coach mightn't have t- thought of or 
you might think of something that they they might think of something that you haven't thought of or something like you know they might mention something that you haven't thought of so i suppose that that's what um makes you better makes uh, pushes you on and develops you as coaches every day like i suppose every day is a school day really isn't it when it comes to management yeah absolutely uh, you know one of the things that you know when i first started in, in the coaching life is that i you know i I was always told by the, the manager I was working on, you know, he didn't want a yes man. You know, he wanted someone that could challenge him and, and question his his choices at certain times. And, and that's exactly what I sort of, what I say to the guys that I have got. I mean, I've got, you know, um, a guy called Nuno, who um, is, is kind of assistant manager, stroke head coach, who I've worked with for a little while now and you know, really gets a good understanding. We, and we really hit it off from when we first met. Um, and, you know, he knew how I operated and it was, it was kind of, you know, a very strange thing that you don't normally get that. So we had that instant connection. Um, I've got a, a gentleman called Dan Jones who, you know, he, he helped me out. Uh, and I've known Dan for, for, through my playing days. So we've known each other for a long, long time. So he, you know, he helped out with the technical sessions in regards to how we're going to set up, um, you know, and, and working alongside, um, probably takes me to Leo, who's our strength conditioning coach who, you know, he does, does you know amazing things of what he does and you know you could probably fill us in a little bit more of that Aiden, in regards to that kind of stuff but it, it's it's um it's incredible what these guys do um a gentleman called mark who, who does my the goalkeeping sessions as well so we've, we've got a, a really good team um we've just introduced a new gentleman as well a guy called hits who's um wanting to sort of um, obtain his badges and, and we're very happy to have him on board you know very very good guy, you know, very hungry for success as well. And again, he's played at good levels and, you know, everyone that I've got in the, in the back room, they'll see have played as well. So they, they have that, that understanding of players, as we said earlier. So I've got a, a real good bunch of, of guys and, and this, you know, this is just a, a few, the main guys, if you like, we have other guys that are involved as well, but um, it's, yeah, the list, the list is endless, should we say, but they, these guys challenge me on a on a daily basis, you know, and um, they'll ask me questions certain things, and you know, and that's what I want, you know, I want someone that's gonna ask the questions and potentially, you know, at times we I haven't really thought about it certain thing, and we'll, we'll add it to the game and it works, and sometimes it doesn't. It's, it's like you say, every every day that we go out on that training field or every day we go in to play a match, um, you know, it's, it's a learning. And, and that's what that's what makes it, the, the game such a, a great thing because it keeps your mind ticking over all the time. And, uh, you know, for, as, as we know, as you know yourself from being a manager as well and for, from uh, everyone's experience of football, you know, clubs differ as well. You, you could go to one club from, a, from a, a, a manager's point of view and I've seen it with a manager that I worked with. Um, you know, some some clubs when they bring in a new manager they might say you know you you come in as a manager and you have to work with the guys that we have so we said that will be there, there could be a physio there from the previous manager or maybe the club recruit that player that man that physio or strength and conditioning uh coach and this that and the other and then there's other clubs that are fe- are flexible that'll say right you know you can come in and you can bring in your own bre- your own kind of backroom staff and so I suppose some managers will say no either if I'm get if I'm doing the job then I want to bring in my own my own uh, my own guys which has happened to me when I was with uh, Balladrin here in the Roscommon District League and uh, you know and then there's other coaches that are happy to say oh yeah well I, I just take over and I'm happy to work with the lads that are already there but I suppose 
you know, in that case, then if there are people there and the club want to hold on to them, you can still bring in your own additional coaches for different aspects. Like, you know, you could have, um, you know, it's becoming nearly traditional now, a goalkeeping coach, maybe a, de- a defensive coach. I mean, they have that in rugby now. Uh, we say another coach for bringing midfield. So there are ways around these little things, you know, that, that could uh, be the difference between harmony and arguments <laughs> between a coach. Yeah, players. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've had it um, where we've had discussions and I've gone to clubs, we've had discussions and stuff. And obviously the, the fundamental thing for me really is that, you know, the big word I use of any club I work with is family. You know, we have to feel a family and, and that goes through, you know, from the, from the board, from the directors, from the owners, all the way through to the management, to the players. And then obviously most importantly to the fans, you know, we have to be that family where we want to be successful as a, as a whole unit. So you know, at times for me, you know, in regards to other members of staff, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd happily have other members of staff, you know, um, but f- fundamentally, as I said, you know, when, we, when we're trying to build up a team, um, I think it's important for me, really, that the, the team that I've worked with for quite some time, and we get that understanding, and, and once the players see that foundation set in with a, a good backroom, and they can get to get to chat to, you know, a huge amount of people, you know, not just myself as a manager, but they can talk to anybody, Um and, and discuss certain things and, and that sort of stuff. So it's, yeah, it, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting one. And, and um, you know, for me, for, for clubs did say that, you know, they wanted me to work with other people, then, you know, making a, a bigger team is better than, um, you know, bigger than sort of anything else really. So I'd, I'd more than welcome to, uh, to have a look and see what they can produce. That's it. And I suppose moving on to another exciting development in 2020 is the, uh, the setting up of your new uh, your new coaching business, uh, Assure Assure Coaching. That's a, another exciting development, and I'm sure it's something that uh, you're enjoying at the moment. But uh, first and foremost, I suppose your you know your main focus is trying to trying to get another club at the moment. That would be kind of your main focus, and but it it also comes alongside the um, Assure Coaching as well. But you you really want to kind of get your your foot in the door of another club first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we're working with uh, alongside Joe from Four Four Two, my agent, who is uh, you know working his wonders as he always does. You know, the the CV's gone into a, a few a few clubs at the moment, um, which is you know which is great to hear. Unfortunately, because of the virus and stuff at the moment, a lot of things have been put on hold. So it gave me a good opportunity to you know to to really sort of push my uh, assure coaching if you like in regards to, to a launch date sort of uh, very very early 2021 where you know um, I'm very very fortunate that um, you know uh, I've got a partner with inside that assure coaching as well so you know if anything did come up and, and say you know, I think it's only a matter of time until something does come up it's um, the business will almost look after itself so that's a, a fantastic thing to hear um, but yeah, the, the main focus for me right now is, is concentrating on 2021 now, um, pushing into a team, building a team, getting getting some some real good things, uh, you know, into into that club that hopefully wherever we go into really. So it's uh, yeah, very exciting. It's um, let's say we're having with having the, the the times where you know no one can go out unfortunately and stuff like that it's just managed to get sort of focus me a little bit onto that and you know football football is what i think of i, I sleep it, i dream it i do everything with it so it's um something i'm very passionate about so um yeah i'm sure next year will be um a really interesting um an interesting year for me and obviously hopefully with the, the coaching team as well and i suppose really that the whole thing about 
um, your main focus being uh, being uh, finding a club is that everyday interaction that you have with players, you know, play day in day out. You know, obviously there's uh, there's many um, aspects to managing now. There's like tactics. There's analysis. There's it's not just about going go going to training, doing a few drills, uh, having a, a training match, uh, picking the team, and then going out on match day. And playing a match, there's there's a lot of a lot of things that goes on in the background, like I just said, analysis and other aspects of the game, and they're they're kind of are they kind of things that you incorporate in with sure coaching as well, or is it just more or less working one to one or with certain <clears throat> clubs depending on what the club want from you from you know. Yeah, I mean, we we do a bit of a mixture of things, really, Aiden. So the, primarily at the moment, we we're sort of really focusing on on the adult game. Um, I'm more like the, the unlikely the, the academy level at, the, at this moment of time. Obviously, the academy level stuff will come into to play sort of probably sort of middle of middle of next year now. But it, the focus, what we've been, I mean, say that the business has been running for a, a little while. It's just you know we we really wanted to sort of promote it now and, and really get our name out there um, because we 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 are known already. It's just the case that we've not really sort of stamped it out and, and sort of shown everybody what what it is. So we do we do one to ones. You know we we get sort of uh, employed by clubs to come in um, and, and to help them out tactically, working on certain elements of what they want to introduce into the game um, and their training. And we, we come in and we tailor tailor the sessions, we, again, which, you know, work alongside the, the managers and the coaches at that point and tailor a session, make sure they're happy. Um, and then obviously we'll, we'll help deliver that session and stuff. And, and you know, we're, we're always there for advice as well. You know, we, we like to give advice on what we what we see and what we've done and what we've what we've had to deal with in certain times and managers and coaches will come to us and ask us for that advice as well. So we're always, we're always on board with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of elements to it, of course, but um, primarily at the moment, the, the, the main ones that for us are the one-to-ones and the, um, and obviously going to the clubs and, and helping them out a little bit. But um, I suppose at the moment, being in with the restrictions that we have now um, in regards to the, the whole tier systems that, you know, um, we have in place, it, it makes it a lot harder to, to, to get out there and, and to help people. So quite frustrating from that side of view, but it's, um, it's, it's nice to be, you know, nice to be at home and spend some time with the family. Um, and then we, we push hard in 2021. That's it. And moving on to the 442, um, 442 side of things, obviously they represent you, Joe represents you and, uh, you know, I do podcasts with uh, a lot, of, a lot of people, with people including yourself, and uh, you know, Alessandro, the, Alessandro, the uh, sports psychologist, mirror therapy. Um, that was very interesting, and uh, a new goalkeeper that you know as well, uh, that you actually introduced to four four two was um, was Dice uh, Dice uh, Carrison, who's uh, who you you said you you knew and introduced him to. To four four two, so that was a that was a great. He's a great addition to four four two as well. And can you do, can you do, tell us a bit more about uh, how you got how you came to to know Dees and um, you know what, what you admire him about as a, a goalkeeper and uh, just uh, you know you, you knew the, you probably know this already, but uh, you know I, I interviewed him yesterday and um, there was the aspect that, you know as a as a fellow keeper. Uh, uh, you know we're members of the goalkeepers union, and um, you know it's very interesting when you talk to another a fellow goalkeeper, um, because you find a lot in common. And each each, I suppose each goalkeeper has their own um, their own qualities or their own 
kind of things that are they're better at than other aspects of it. But uh, you know, he he's very good, and I think that the, the positivity of him was was what struck me because he was out. He said he was out injured for two years with a a hand injury, and sometimes it can be. You know, when you're out injured, especially long term, you can go into this lull and start wondering, well, God, I'm out long term now. Will I get back? You know, will I lose my place? Will I get back into the certain 11? But what, what he did was, he, I suppose he just went around his, uh, he just went, went, got on with it. He did his rehab, whatever, you know, the treatment that, that was required. And, uh, but he, he put the, the time to go juice and he went and he did his uh, goalkeeping, goalkeeper coaching development his goalkeeping coach and badges, which is a, a very positive way to spend the two years. And now as a result, he has his qualifications and he has some great ambitions for the future. So I suppose that's probably, you, you probably notice those kind of qualities in them as well. And that's why you, you felt he'd be a good fit for four to why four, four, two sports management would be a good fit for him as a, to represent him. Absolutely, yeah. I've known Dieter for a little while, and he's he's a he's a great guy. He's a great lad. He's he's uh, a guy that really wants to sort of you know thrive in, in what he does, and and you know he's he's a fantastic goalkeeper, um, and and that's kind of how we we got involved. And you know again, you know because of the coaching team, obviously Dan, who's he's a part of the coaching team in the back room, he he knew Dieter very well, well um, and said, look, we've got to we've got to look at Dieter, and we've got to we've got to get him in. So that's that's something that. You know, I, I took on board and, and, and listened to, and, you know, he, he was about to play um, for us, actually, um, until this whole situation happened with the whole virus. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a really positive guy, and, and it comes across, you know, in, in his game, you know, and his, his whole game is, is this turnaround. You know, the last few times that I've seen him, he's just getting better and better and better. And the good thing with these is he's, he's still a young lad. He's still got a lot of time to, to improve. Um, but yeah, you know, in regards to the great positive and the great mindset from him, you know, as you said, for, to have an injury, you know, um, I didn't know him at this point, but when he had that injury, you know, to, to kind of get himself out of that rut and, and to, you know, to push on and, and to work on get qualifications and, and as he's done, you know, I mean, what a fantastic uh, achievement that he's doing and, and, and at the moment, you know, I'd I'd love to have him with any with any club that I'm at. You know, he's a, he's a real great. He's an asset for me. He's a fantastic guy, and um, I'm sure that he's got a a big long career um, ahead of him. And I say I think um, that injury has probably made him and spurred him on to be even even better um, than he already That's was. Because he's um, he's also a guy. He has kind of set up his own goalkeeping coaching academy as well. And he was telling me that he works with a with a few clubs and and a few players as well. So. You know, I suppose he he did that with a point of view. Even though he's only twenty four years of age, he had the wisdom or the foresight to say, right, well, this this could be this is going to be a business that he's going to do when he's finished his playing career, which is <laughs> quite some way off in the distance, I suppose, because he's not, he's only twenty four, so he has a lot of years. And we know we say compared to outfield players, with the exception of Ryan Giggs, I suppose, um, you know the goalkeepers have kind of a longer career really, you know, for one reason or another. So, um, you know, that that's uh, quite a, a good distance off, but, uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a great aspect to have. And, um, over those, over those years, you know, as a player, when he's sitting now that he's still playing, when, when he retires and when he, when he actually does the, the coaching full time, he, he'll have, he'll have built, he would have built up a huge amount of experience as a goalkeeper himself from his playing days and that'll benefit the the goalkeepers that he'd be working with 
in the goalkeeping coaching business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, you know, he, as I say, he's, the mindset from Dees is, is fantastic and, and, you know, he really wants to achieve big things and, you know, that's why when, you know, um, he, we had this conversation about the four four two and, um, you know, I, I know he, he's a guy that won't, you know, won't sort of, he will just continue to keep on doing what he needs to do until he gets to where he wants to get. That, that, that's Dees all over and that's why, you know, for, from my perspective as a manager, you know, there, there's no doubt that, you know, I'd always want him to be a part of, of any club that I was with, um, just due to that mindset of him. And, and he's, he's a very positive guy, um, you know, and he, he wants to achieve. And, and that, that's, that, that's a good thing. And, and, and obviously with his business, you know, it's, it's growing every single day. You know, you can only, you, you only got to sort of scroll through um, on the social media to see how well he's, how well he's liked. And, you know, he's now, um, one of the coaches for Old Shot Town as well, which is a club that I used to be a, a linked with as well. So it's 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 a great thing for him, and I say he's he's only going to get bigger and bigger. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing where he That's can it. go. And I think he's very happy now to be to be back playing as well, because I think at the early stages of it, um, you know, he wasn't sure if he, he'd actually make it back, but due to his positivity, he has made it back. And I think he's delighted now that he's back playing as well, and he's playing. With Andover Town, so that's a that that's a good stepping stone for him and for for the future. So I suppose really going on to going on to other aspects of it is um you know he's um you know your your plans for uh, your plans for twenty twenty one as well. Um obviously you know you're you'll be doing that you'll be doing the uh, the uh, the coaching the Ashura coaching, but uh, as I say your main your main focus. Is is on getting a club, and I think that's where it's great to have uh, um, someone like Joe representing you and everyone at four four two, where they're actually, you know, they're doing their best for you. They have, as I say, as you said there, to have your CV sent out to a and you know to a load of clubs, but uh, and that that's great to have those kind of opportunities coming up in twenty twenty one. But I suppose I was talking to Joe yesterday myself, doing a, an interview with him, and. Uh, you know, it's it's great to see that, you know, we were discussing about, you know, since uh, I started with him, you know, doing the podcast as well and doing podcasts with yourself. And we say other players like Chris Manangu, um, obviously Dees and, of course, um, Javi Bravo and other players now. And hopefully now in the future, in 2021, there'll be more players that I'll be able to get involved with. But, um, you know, we we're kind of saying how that's that can be used the podcasts of players, so like when I'm interviewing yourself or or any of the other players, that can also be used as a recruitment tool as well. Because I mean, you know, you as a manager, if you're saying, right, I want to I want to bring in a player in such a position, and you get it, you get a CV and you say, Oh, that that looks impressive. But what is the person like behind the CV? So I suppose from that point of view, that's where um, a podcast of the player, you know, like me talking to Disa or Chris or Javi, you know that they can actually hear me. They'll be able to listen to me interviewing the player, and the player can get across, can sell himself in that in that podcast, and they can say, "All oh, right, well, this is this is even better now than what we're seeing on the CV because they actually kind of put a voice and the attitude. They can hear the enthusiasm in the player's voice, and they're talking, and they're actually selling themselves. Um, I suppose kind of audially as well as on the CV. And that's like another step in stone towards like when they meet face to face. So they'll 
the manager or the owner of the club will actually, before they go in, they'll kind of feel like they know the player already before they even meet, meet them face to face. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think social media plays a huge part in in football nowadays, and uh, especially when I was when I was playing, you know, we didn't have these sort of social media uh, platforms. If you like, it was a bit of an old school uh, way. So, I think nowadays, you know, doing things like that pods, and you know, and I say uh, from my perspective, you know, this this is a, a massive thing for me to to be you know, a part of um, these podcasts with yourself and. You know, it's a, it's a real privilege, and and say it's for for people, for clubs that want to want to hear a little bit about more about me or or the players, as you say, it's a fantastic thing to kind of get a feel for them actually, and like you say, and and understand them. You know, even listening to how they talk. You know, are they professional? Or you know, how do, how do they come across? You know, would they would they fit the club and in certain ways? And you know, I suppose from a player perspective, it's, a, it's I'm not going to say easier, but it's a little bit. More when you know they go to a trial. Um, most managers, you know, that I know of, um, you know, you don't get that luxury of having a yeah. trial. You know, it's all kind of about history, on how you've how you've achieved in certain clubs, and you know what ranking that you've done in those clubs and stuff. So, it's it's a slightly different concept, a slightly different way of, of thinking. But you know, it's um, it's a great way for me to kind of you know let people know what I do, how I like to do certain things. And, and, and also, you know, it's, it's great to, it's great to have a chat and, and to, uh, to let you guys know a little bit, bit about me, about me. That's really. I mean, really, when you look at it, first and foremost, we look at your CV and you see your coaching qualifications are level one, two and three foot and four FA uh, level coaching. And then your, your UEFA B license and, and all those kind of things. They're very impressive. And, uh, I know you have ambitions then of going on to your pro license as well, and they, they'll be a huge advantage. And uh, I know, like from t- from talking to Deese as well, and he's doing he was doing the goalkeeping coaching, the amount of study that's involved, both I suppose the theory side of it and the practical side of it, setting up drills and doing different things like that. And I think you know that that comes across in in, in uh, podcast interviews as well, and it's great that you know with the CV, they can also listen to, you know, because sometimes listening to the story as well, it gives the the coach um, or the, the owner of the club more of a, a feel about the person behind the CV. And that, that's, that's great. But I suppose looking at, uh, looking at your plans for 2021, what are you hoping to get, a, get out of 2021, uh, both as a coach and as a person um, for developing, developing your coaching skills and your management skills and, where would you like to try to be? And uh, I suppose with four four two on your side as well, that you know there with all the options out that they've they have. And of course, it's not easy for you or easy for players as well at the moment with the um, as you just said the the different levels and the different levels of restrictions. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the players are playing uh, quite a, a huge part at the moment in regards to. Uh, the clubs you know and unfortunately there's there's a lot of clubs out there at the moment now struggling um and, it, and it's really sort of a massive shame and gutting to see that you know a lot of a lot of grassroots um which is where joe's you know likes to, to help out as much as he can which is you know another great sort of aspect of 442 if you like um you know i have to speak i mean me and me and joe speak quite often um you know we've we've had a, a little bit of downtime recently just due to the, the christmas break um you know, both having a bit of a breather, if you like. So it's, um, yeah, 2021, you know, from what Joe's telling me, that there's a lot of things in the pipeline for for, for, for myself and obviously also for the guys as well that are part of their 442. And 
I'm sort of really, you know, for me, you know, assure, assure coaching obviously needs some attention. It needs some work on that as well. So hopefully we can work on that. But I say the, the main focus for me right now is, is um, working alongside Joe and, you know, sort of getting getting those CV out, you know, hopefully getting the, the podcast that I've done and listened to as well. And so hopefully um, we can do many, many more so people can get to know me even more, a bit more, really. But, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things. I'd say the CV's been going out to a few clubs at the moment but obviously I think there's a I think at the moment with uh with with most leagues sort of postponing games um and, and you know kind of not really having a clear indication of when things are going to be starting up again really it's um it's very hard and I understand you know from a club's perspective it's very hard when you've got to you've got to think of a lot of things and you know it's not just about managers it's players and it's the way how the clubs are run the stadiums have been maintained etc so there's a, there's a lot of expense to be spent and um you know I, I hope you know once uh once we hit 2021 um hopefully things will start to ease up a little bit and things will get back to some sort of normality um and hopefully sort of um these cvs that are going out will be hopefully um a bit victorious for me and uh, hopefully we can get in I'd and make some changes no problem. and listen th- thanks very much for doing the episode two of this podcast the first team first team manager podcast and uh we wish you all the best for 2021 and hopefully you'll find that uh, that perfect uh, coaching position for you as uh, you know as uh, I suppose a club that shares your ideals and what you're looking for from a coaching perspective and uh, you know that you can both, both the, the club and yourselves can are in a kind of a what to say a happy place you know that you, you can you're singing from the same hymn sheet I suppose. And, uh, you know, from that then could be, you know, there could be success and, uh, you know, so, and uh, we'll, we'll also be doing, uh, you know, regular um, podcasts with you, with you as well uh, in the future as well. So I suppose uh, for now, anyway, thanks very much for doing the podcast and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Aidan, thank you very much and a, and a happy new year to you as well. To you. And that was Jamie Barrett. Uh, he's represented, but he's a coach. And he's represented by 442 Sports Management.